pushing buttons and pulling triggers. This is Gun Funny. Welcome to Gun Funny Episode 8. Today we're going to chat with Sandy from Offhand Gear, make a prank call to Glock, chat about Lisey's first time shooting, and highlight a company called Expansion Ammunition. Today's panel is Sean Heron from We Like Shooting, Lacey Lane, and I'm Ava Flannell. Yeah, awesome. How's it going? I'm doing great. How are you? Uh, I'm doing pretty well. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Lacey, how are you? I saw a cloud of butterflies around my car today, so I'm feeling pretty good. <laughs> butterflies are supposed to be good luck, I think. <laughs> Oh, thanks. That was hilarious. <laughs> I know. You're so funny. <laughs> Sandy, how are you? Good. How are you guys? Uh, yeah, so we're good. <laughs> kind of. Actually, we had like a really crazy start this morning and just one of those things where our internet was down and then somebody had to spill their drink in my office. And... Not me this time. All right, fine. It was me. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Normally, it's me spilling drinks on airplanes. On my lap. In crotches, yeah. Yeah. A Bloody Mary. Yeah. Sean, actually, he spilled a Bloody Mary on my lap. On an airplane. Yeah. <laughs> it was actually pretty awesome. For some people, I guess. Yeah, it was pretty I great. don't think it was awesome for anyone on the plane, though. No, it smelled awful. <laughs> it did, yeah. And then the Bloody Mary got spilled on it. <laughs> so, Sandy, how's it going? How's everything out there? It's still pretty warm here in Arizona. The air is still going. How? What's warm? A hundred. Oh, oh wow! Gosh. I, I would say that's actually hot. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, that's just warm. It gets up to one eighteen. Dang, uh, that's that's just so crazy. Hey, before we get started and before we get into everything, I think we just wanted to talk a little bit about some recent news. Yeah. So hey. the shooting in Las Vegas. Um, for one, we wanted to start off by saying that you know we give our uh, sincerest condolences to everyone in fact uh, everyone affected um just a horrible tragedy and um and instead of basically concentrating on the political aspects that everyone else is talking about and um I was thinking that maybe it would be a good idea since we have Sean here with us today um that we could maybe talk about you know what would be and if you were ever in that situation, I mean, obviously, again, you can plan and plan and plan. And once you're in that situation, you never know how you're going to react. But um, if we could just maybe talk about how you would have responded if you were stuck in a situation like that, uh, maybe just to, you know, give people ideas if uh, if they are, you know, to, to protect themselves. Yeah, it's tough to say. It's tough to say how you would respond in a situation like that until you're actually in a situation like that. So I've got ideas of how I would like to respond. Whether I did that or not, that, that remains to be seen. However, uh, the first thing in some kind of traumatic situation is to know what, what phase you're in. Uh, there's three different phases. We've got direct threat, indirect threat, and evacuation. So direct threat is basically uh, a situation where you're going to have a direct and specific threat. In this case, it would be machine gun fire coming from an unknown location at this point. Uh, once you move uh, out of direct threat, you move into indirect threat, which is going to be no apparent threat, and uh, you can do more medical interventions, things like that, and then evacuation is eventually to either get someone to an ambulance or just get them out of there. In this situation, you're going to be totally under direct threat, and the basic the basic thing there is to gain dominance over whatever that threat might be, whether that is an active shooter, whether that is a car wreck, whatever that happens to be, you need to try to establish and gain dominance or superior tactical superiority over whatever that might be. In this situation, how do you do that? You don't know where gunfire is coming from. You're not 100% sure that gunfire is even what's going on. All you know is there's loud noises, people dropping, blood, screaming, trampling, crowds, all these things going on around you. So how do you gain that, that tactical superiority? Well, it's a really good question. Um, I would say armchair quarterbacking uh, is definitely easy in this situation because you see what happened. But I would say stay away from clusters of people run um, in this situation it was a person that was pretty far away about three to four hundred meters over 1100 feet away and what would happen is people see in the movies that when something happens when they hear a shooter or something like that everyone says get down that's an awful idea all they did is drop to the ground and make themselves easy targets for a shooter that they didn't even know where they were so i would say run can uh, i interrupt you for a second zigzag yeah how do you get out of that freeze mode and into that flight mode 
the best way is to train and to think about it today. I, I always say in my classes, I always say you need to make a decision today so that you can react correctly tomorrow. So we think about it now, we talk about it now, and that way hopefully when the time actually comes, we can react to it in the appropriate way. Again, there's there's five different uh, there's five different scenarios that you can do: fight, flight, freeze, posture, and submit. Right. So, flight in this is a great is a, is a great option. And again, you're just going to try to get away from the situation, establish that tactical superiority, and just you know gain the advantage over whatever that threat may be. In this situation, in a direct threat scenario, you can consider hemorrhage control. So if you're carrying a tourniquet, if you have any kind of ability uh, to apply a belt or something like that, you can establish that, and you can consider hemorrhage control, but you can't put yourself in danger's way because if you get hit, then who is going to help other people once that direct threat is eliminated? So I would say run, don't drop, don't freeze, and get the hell out of there. I saw the picture that everyone's like <clears throat> going gaga over this guy who was standing there with a the beer flipping off in the direction of the active shooter. In my opinion, you do something like that, you make yourself a target. Well, if you look in that picture, you'll see that there's tons of people crouched down on the ground below him. So all he did is make himself a target and put all of them at risk. So run, get out of there, find cover, and do your best to uh, establish hemorrhage, hemorrhage control without putting yourself in danger. And that, you know, that's the bottom line. Once the, once the shooting stops, if you feel like there's no threat, you can go in and do some more medical interventions, try to put pressure on wounds, apply tourniquets if you have them. But I would say... Get out of there, get cover, and get medical training ahead of time. Um, make the decision today so you can react correctly in the future. I don't know. What do you guys think? Well, the only thing is, so you said once the fire start, you know, once they stop firing, you're no longer in danger. But unfortunately, at one point, it did stop firing, and people thought that they were no longer in danger, and then they went to help people. So it's like it, it is, you know, yeah. in, in that scenario, it was one of the keys of indirect threat is that you can immediately go back to direct threat at any time. And it doesn't even have to be the original threat. You can actually go back into direct threat from another threat. Um, if in an active shooter scenario, uh, some other direct threats that may, that may apply after that would be concealed carriers and things like that, because they're walking around maybe with a gun, uh, and not knowing who people are, not knowing what people's intentions are. You know, my biggest fear is getting shot by a concealed carrier because I have my gun out or something. So, yeah, when you're in indirect threat, once the shooting stops, you have to have situational awareness and consistently be looking around looking for, um, you know, new threats. Yeah, well said. All right. Uh, shall we talk about our guest? Definitely. Let's do that right now. Learn the things you never knew on Deconstructing the Industry. So, Sandy, you are the owner of Offhand Gear, correct? Yes. So, how did you get started? How, how long have you been in the industry? Um, did you start off with, you know, making handguards, or did you start off making something else? Like, we have so many questions. Um. Well, the actual what got me into it was kind of the typical boring story. In other words, hubby took me to the range and put a gun in my hand, and I went, holy crap, this is really cool. Let's, I want more. <laughs> and so that's kind of what got the whole thing started. Um, I started offhand gear five and a half years ago. And when it started, it was literally just really, you know, the sarcastic, funny t-shirts. I mean, I had other products I wanted to do, but it was just kind of like, let's just jump in and do something. And so I started out with a few t-shirts um, why I developed the NORB. The NORB was kind of what started it all. And what is the and NORB? The NORB is No Ordinary Range Bag. And so I basically, I had like three different range bags and I just kind of deconstructed what I did and didn't like about each one and went to the drawing board and designed one that kind of did everything that I needed and showed it around and people were like, oh my gosh, this is the coolest thing. So went to work to find um, basically a military contractor to do the sewing for me to keep it in the USA and went from there. And then as I've grown in my shooting sport, so have the products because as I grow and I try new platforms, I'm like, okay, this really sucks. Why is nobody like thinking out of the box here and that's where the handguards came from and you know more range bags and the shooting mats and so everything's just kind of as I progress and find products that it's like 
this could be better. <laughs> so what all, um, like what, what, uh, what does the Norb offer? Like what, uh, what compartments, what does it do? Well, the Norb has, first off, it looks like a messenger bag. So, you know, like if you're an office professional or anything, it, it's just a very inconspicuous bag. Mm-hmm. Um, and it has an ambidextrous zipper on the back. And so you can actually gain access to everything in your range bag without opening the whole big flap. Um, it has two padded compartments and a hold two full-size pistols. Um, I personally, there's a video on the website where I start taking all my gear out. I usually carry four or five boxes of ammo in there, my eyes, my ears. Um, when I had the desk job, I kept an extra t-shirt in there for going to the range. Um, you know, my cleaning kit. And then there's also a spot in there for like my cell phone, my keys, my wallet. So that I don't have to take both a purse and a range bag. I can just take one bag to go to the range to make it a whole lot easier. And then one of the kind of signature parts of it is it has this bungee strap. And so that was kind of taken from an AR-15 sling concept. So when you're walking, and especially for me when I had my desk job in heels, that 20 pounds of gear as you walk, instead of hurting your shoulder, it kind of gives and bounces. And then it's a smaller diameter, so it stays on our shoulder. So you don't have to like keep your hand holding it on your shoulder when you're walking. Because if you were in a situation where you needed your gun walking in the parking lot or whatever, if you're holding a bag on your shoulder, you ain't got your hand to get your gun. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Is there is there a room for um, like cookies in there? Heck yeah. <laughs> There's a cookie pocket, in fact. That's, that's all. You okay? I'm sold. <laughs> Shut up and take my money. <laughs> She'll take five cookies. <laughs> Sandy, would you say that being a, a female business owner in the firearms industry has helped you or hindered you and, uh, or ha- have there been challenges or has it just been good to go? Um, do you know what? There's been a ton of challenges. Um, you know, five and a half years ago when I first kind of entered the whole industry, there were not very many women, um, business owners, or if there were, they were kind of like hidden. And so like my first shot show, I was just like, oh my gosh, I am like a lone ranger here. Um, but over the last five years, it's, it's become like a sisterhood. There's like lots of women now in the industry and we've all found each other. And, you know, the women in the industry are not like the women in the business world that I came from. There is not, I mean, everybody genuinely wants to help each other move forward Mm -hmm. versus that whole petty garbage that's in the business world typically. Mm -hmm. So that's been fabulous, but yes, making products only for women, you still have like, cause I also wholesale the line. So it's available in stores and you still got a lot of the old fashioned, you know, good old boys that own stores that are still like, ah, women, women shouldn't be in here. Right. <laughs> totally. I actually, I remember the first time I went to SHOT Show, which it was uh, three or four years ago. I mean, it actually, I guess maybe it was four years ago. And, uh, and I remember seeing your products and I have pictures of it. It's so funny because I took so many pictures my first time and, um, now that I'm a little bit more experienced in the industry, like looking back, it's funny. Like I have a picture with, uh, with Rob Pincus <laughs> and, and I'm like, and I'm like, I don't even think I knew who he was, but my friend's like, Oh, that guy. Yeah. Take a picture with him. I'm like, okay, <laughs> that's cool. But I remember seeing your products and I was like, this is awesome. And I don't know what, but at the time though, I didn't realize that it was developed by a female for whatever, you know, for whatever reason, I think just cause you're, you're, so used to seeing, you know, the industry, uh, just, it's just nothing but males, you know, male business owners in the industry. So I just kind of automatically assumed that maybe some guy's wife was helping him. And, uh, I don't know. I don't really know where I was going with that, but, but it just, it's just, it's funny. Cause you know, I love seeing women in the industry, but even I, sometimes you're just kind of programmed to think that a male is behind the scenes, you know, operating this. Well, and that's been like part of it too is, you know, because there's so many men in the industry that think they know what women want Mm -hmm. with the norm, that was a bit of a challenge in the beginning. I had a couple of different corporate type people I was dealing with and they were like, 
well, if it doesn't have pink camo on it, we're not going to buy it or sell it. And I'm like, you don't understand. Women don't want the pink camo. Yeah, mm-hmm. but that's what sells. And I'm like, because it's the only option you offer. You give them no other choice. Right. <laughs> so I, I have a follow-up question, and this may be considered a little bit, uh, I don't know, uh, I'm not even sure what I'm just spit it. Yeah, out. I'm just going to spit it out. So you, you mentioned now that there's more women in the industry and that there's kind of the sisterhood. Do you think that that includes this kind of bun, gun bunny culture that has popped up? Do you think that that's helped? Do you think it hinders? Um, just kind of a follow on to the last question. Well, actually, again, you know, that first year that I went to SHOT Show in 2013, there was a lot of booths that had the, you know, gun bunnies and, you know, and every year that's less and less. Now it's like the booths have actual, you know, sponsored shooters in their jerseys in them. And, you know, they're still beautiful women, but instead of a bikini, they're wearing an actual jersey. Mm-hmm. And I think that has made a huge impact. And, you know, I mean, you can be beautiful without scantily dressed. And, you know, I think that has really helped the industry a lot. Totally agree. So following up on that, Sandy, what advice do you have for women in the industry? Oh, connect. Um, Because again, it's like, even though there's a sisterhood going, we're still the minority. Mm -hmm. And so anytime I run across another female in the industry, it doesn't matter if she's, you know, a rep for a company or if she's trying to start her own thing. I am all over of, oh, here's my cell phone, here's my email address, you know, whatever I can do to help. Because it's, when you're the Lone Ranger out there fumbling on your own, it's very discouraging. <laughs> Definitely. That's awesome. And we are out here. We just have to find each other. Mm-hmm. <laughs> For sure. Who do you look up to in the firearm industry, female-wise? Besides me. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> Lisa Looper is actually kind of like, you know, she was the only technically women's product, you know, full on booth, my first shot show. So I immediately just was like, oh, my gosh, someday I want to be like her. (laughs) And then uh, Juliana Crowder from A Girl in a Gun Club. She is she is my rock. She is the one that when I have an idea and I know I want an honest answer, mm-hmm. I go to Juliana because if it sucks, she will tell me. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, always have. That's why I have Lacey around. Like if I'm just acting like, you know, a drunk, crazy person, like she'll tell me. (laughs) Buddy, that's like 80% of the time. See, like I said, she's honest. There you go. There you have it. No, but it's always good to have somebody who, you know, if like you literally look like crap or, you know, something makes uh, your butt look big, that they're going to be honest. Although now big butts are trending. So who knows? Um, Let's see. So what influences your designs? Um, well, the biggest thing is basically pain. <laughs> so when I go to buy a product, cause again, that's kind of how Norb got started is I'd bought in three range bags and I have a background in design. Mm-hmm. And so it was just kind of like, I was frustrated and I was irritated and I couldn't find anything. And so my husband just kind of like threw at me one day. He's like, why don't you just freaking design one? So it's kind of like the pain points, you know, like the hand guards. It's like they're all bulky and they cut my hands and I have to wear gloves. So it's like and they just look ugly. So let's make something different. So pain would probably be the biggest influencer because I just get frustrated. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So then what But how do you come up with like even the designs for your your hand guards and stuff like you have one with butterflies, skulls, um, I mean, how do you, how do you figure out like what, what to put on your hand guards? Um, well, they kind of all have a story. Um, so like the Florida Lee was the first one and coming from an interior design background, that was always my favorite design element. And it was my dad's favorite design element too. So the Florida Lee was the first one and my father kind of inspired that cause he passed away. So he was the inspiration behind that one. Mm-hmm. Um, but they all have a story. Like my oldest daughter is a makeup artist for Mac cosmetics. So the kiss my brass handguard 
was her and I joking around one day and we were joking around about kiss my brass and we were like, oh my God, that's like a handguard. And so, <laughs> so a lot of them just have stories. Um, you know, the butterfly one, I actually have a full back tattoo and it's five butterflies flying through bamboo. And it's the five butterflies are my husband and all four kids. So I wanted to do this whole tattoo series of handguards, which eventually will get them all out there. But there is a whole tattoo series, and that's the first in the series. So just they all have a story. It's just kind of like there's no to me, there's no real restriction. It's like if you have an idea, just roll with it. (laughs) What would you say the identity of your company is? Oh, the identity. Um, Basically, functional gear for badass gun girls. (laughs) So sassy. (laughs) Sassy and a little badassy. Exactly. No, I totally agree. And it's been great to kind of see how you've grown over the years. We met a few years ago. And, uh, you know, obviously we live in the same world, so I get to to watch all the cool new things that you're putting out and stuff like that. What would you say is your, your main focus these days? Oh, that's always the hardest part. There is no main focus because I love all of it. And I have a whole like notebook here with like 50 other products I want to come out with. It's just a matter of time. Do you want to show it to us? Huh? Do you want to show it to us? (laughs) Heck no. (laughs) (laughs) Dang it. Oh, but you know, it's, 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 I guess I kind of bounce around. Like I just came out with three new t-shirts because I was kind of like, I haven't designed anything in a while. And again, the products take months to develop. Mm-hmm. And so I sat down one day and I was like, okay, I, I need some design therapy. And so I sat down and did three new t-shirts because I'm like, I just need some therapy here. I'm tired of doing all the book work and the marketing. <laughs> well, if you ever want to uh, design t-shirts for us, Sean's not very good at it. And uh, <laughs> that's what we were doing yesterday. <laughs> You said they were really good. And then I was like, you know what? Let's just go on Fiverr. I'm sure that they're better on there. <laughs> okay, bye-bye. So there's a there's a series of questions that I've been kind of asking everyone. What's the most challenging part of your chosen profession? Oh, my gosh. I would say the most challenging for me personally has been the marketing. Um, you know, I have a background in design, and I actually went to school for bookkeeping and accounting, so, you know, websites and that kind of stuff I'm good with, but the actual marketing would be, has been my biggest challenge. Understood. What's the uh, most discouraging part of, of your chosen profession? Trolls. <laughs> I love that answer. Well put. Yeah. I totally agree. Uh, the most rewarding personally. Oh my gosh. When I get those... I get a lot of phone calls and emails um, from guys that kind of, because again, because it's male dominated, men have a tendency to see my product and then long they tell before their the wives. women do. Mm-hmm. And then the women see it and they like get, they get excited. And so the emails and phone calls I get of men thanking me because they got their gal to go to the range with them because she saw those handguards and was like, if you build me an AR with that, I'll go to the range with you. Mm-hmm. That's the best thing because it, it takes the intimidation factor away. Mm-hmm. And so that's probably the best thing is those emails and phone calls. What would you, what would you say inspires you these days? Oh my gosh. Um, all the other women in the industry. Um, those days that I think, oh my gosh, this is never going to go anywhere and I should just give up. Then I have somebody like Juliana or one of the many other women that are like, kick me in the ass and say, uh, no. (laughs) Very cool. Thank you. So your products, they've, um, they've popped up in some really popular media. Um, what would you say, you know, out of like all the publications and, and stuff like that, what would you say is your favorite? Oh my gosh. Um, I don't know. Your, I your name's like everywhere in like magazines. I mean, every time I pick something up, I see you, you know, like your products are everywhere. Well, thank you. Um, that's actually by no trying on my part. <laughs> I was like, I think um, that whole marketing challenging huh? thing was just, uh, she was scamming us. <laughs> no, actually, um, I've been blessed to have some really cool people discover me and go, oh my gosh, we got to get the word out about you. So I've been totally blessed in that. And I don't know that I could pick a favorite because they're all, 
I mean, every time I happen to run across one, I, I just get giddy and I'm like, oh my God, oh my God, look at that. <laughs> totally. Well, what would you say, what's your um, greatest accomplishment? Oh my gosh. Um, probably the people I've met and the friends that I've gained. Um, I know that even if, you know, offhand gear wasn't here tomorrow, that the people I'm surrounded with always have my back and they'll be my friends forever. So I would say the relationships is probably the biggest thing for me. Nice. Very cool. Uh, like a job interview, where do you see yourself in five years? <laughs> um, really, really big. <laughs> so you're planning on eating a lot of cheeseburgers? Is that what you mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Perfect. No, hopefully I'll, uh, I'd like to get out of the home office and into an actual space. Mm-hmm. It, that would be good. Uh, you can almost tell just uh, for people who are listening, uh, the video, you can tell that she's in, got some interior decorating in her past because everything behind her looks like very immaculate and clean and nice <laughs> lines. And yeah, look at that. Hold on, wait, move out of the way again. Oh, yeah. yeah. Beautiful. Yep. The nice Thank triangle you. shade. Does, definitely does not resemble Sean's office yeah. whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I thought we weren't going to talk about you and actually what's funny is i i had a um a friend come to him yesterday and he was going to help him build an ar and uh and i had to teach a class across the hallway so i couldn't join but i introduced the guy to him and i was like sorry his office is kind of a mess but then the other room where sean builds all of his guns is even worse and i was like oh you didn't realize like this is actually the cleaner room but literally a dump like a pigsty the reason for that is because when she moved her offices, she got rid of like 90,000 things and she put all of those things in my storage room and that's why it looks like a garbage dump. But good try. Well, I just, I didn't want it to, you know, to be thrown away. So. Okay. Well, I've been throwing it away little by little every day. <laughs> yeah, right. You don't, you're a hoarder. <laughs> every time you throw something away, you collect three things. Oh, yeah. What you meant by that? <laughs> Ava is the biggest hoarder ever, so don't don't believe Are the lies. Are you kidding me right now? <laughs> Ava's the reason that I started throwing things away. Yeah, I am not a hoarder at all. Like I am the cleanest, neatest person ever. Fine, whatever. Moving on. Should we? Uh, how do you feel about Glock, Sandy? What do you think about the Glock Five, the Gen Five that they came out with? Um. Do you know what? I'm a 1911 girl. Okay. <laughs> but I mean, can't you tell all the differences that they made? No. <laughs> I cannot. Okay, so. I'll just leave that right there. Yeah. I carry a SIG and I'm a 1911 girl. I was going to say, I, I thought you carry, the, you carry the 938 or the 238? Yeah. Yeah, the 238. Gotcha. Love well, it. Well, Sean and I decided to call Glock and tell them that we had, you know, we thought that they could make some improvements on the Gen 6 that's coming up. And, uh, I mean, I thought we had some pretty good ideas, so. I did, but I don't think Glock did, though. Let's listen. It's time for Prank Calls with Malcolm and Gertrude. Honey! Glock Incorporated, this is Dara. How can I help you? Uh, hi, Dara. Um, my friend and I, we were just uh, brainstorming some ideas, and uh, we're big Glock fans, and I know that a lot of people weren't very happy with the Glock 5, so we were just brainstorming some ideas for the Glock 6, and we wanted to run them by you. One moment. <laughs> okay, good talk. She's like, okay, bye-bye then. Thank you for calling Glock. You have reached the desk of Taylor McDougal, e-commerce and promotions coordinator. Thank you, and have a great day. Uh, yeah, hi. Uh, my friends and I, we were brainstorming, and uh, we're big fans of Glock. Let me tell you, we the, love the it. The biggest. We, yeah, we rely on it. We love it. Oh, But we know that a lot of people weren't really happy with the Glock 5 because there weren't really that many changes. So we were thinking that we could offer some ideas for you guys so that uh, when you guys release the Glock 6, it will be uh, much more of a change, and people will be happy, and you won't get all of this, you know, 
uh, negative comments and feedback about the Glock 5. It's really upsetting to us. The The first advice that I have, the first change that I would like to see in the Gen 6 <laughs> is we'll call it like the 6-6. Six, six. And what, what I want you to do is two barrels that fire two projectiles at the same time. That was the one thing we were talking that about. That was, yeah, that was a good, I even, I even went as far as saying you could do the 666, but, yes, I but we thought that was a little demonic, so we decided not to do no, that. No, just the 66, not the triple six. And then uh, you guys could put gold sights, okay, because um, I know a lot of people, they don't really pay attention to the sights, so if you made them gold, I think it would just make it that much more, um, you know, it would make it it'd add a little pop to it. Yeah, I completely 100% agree because a little bit of bling can be a great thing. Now, we did see the Glock 43s that were hydro dipped in the dollar bills, and we didn't like that. But I think the gold sights would add a little bit of bling that you, that you may not see otherwise. Now, my next recommendation is to make the Michelle Viscusi model, which is just basically going to have a much more uh, very sexy shape to it, if you know what I'm saying. But then I was thinking well, you guys could do the Shane Cooley version because, you know, I think he's a little bit sexier than the Michelle Viscusi. Wait a minute. What? Well, uh, I thought. Uh, are you trying to make me angry right now? Like what? I thought we were trying to give them advice on the Glocks and here you are talking about this Shane Coolidge. I, well, you said that. You are making me so mad right now. I just, uh, let's get back to this. The, no, 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 no. So you said that the Glock 6, we can make a, a Michelle Visculi whatever, and uh, and you and you said it, it give it a sexy shape. So I'm assuming that you think her shape is so sexy. That's not what I said. I, that, that's not what I said all right, at all. Whatever, whatever. Fine. All right. Let's give the rest of the ideas. Okay. Uh, so don't we, come we, off as unprofessional. They're not going to take sorry, us seriously. I'm sorry, but you're upsetting me so much. All right. So we said the next thing for the Generation Six Glock and. Uh, the Glock pistol would be the full auto trigger. I, I know. No. Yeah, the full auto trigger that way for the people who can't hit their targets that well, uh, you don't even have to worry about it. I mean, it's just, you know, you just pull the trigger and it just goes everywhere. Yeah, you just spray and pray for it's Michelle Viscusi to come visit. <laughs> oh. No. First of all, you know what? Uh, let's call up Shane Cooley right now. No, we're not no, going I'm to do so that. No, I'm so tired of it. All right, let me just, uh, no, we got to say the other thing about the magazine. What were you saying about the magazine? No, you tell him. Okay, well, what she was saying is that two magazines... You have 10 seconds left before okay. recording terminates. Okay, well, we just tell really him. like okay, you. Okay, well, what and... she was saying... Oh. <laughs> 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 and that's when Glock blocked my number. <laughs> Can I just say how unprofessional? I mean, the lady doesn't even listen to what we really want. We never got a call back. No, we didn't, we didn't get a call back, but I think it's because we never left our number. <laughs> Oh, we ran out of okay, time. Okay, we'll give them the benefit of the doubt. But spray. <laughs> but I'm sure that we're gonna see all of our, you know, all of our great ideas. They're probably. I mean, why wouldn't they put it in the, I the Gen Six? And I honestly, mean, that that tagline that I said, the spray and pray for Michelle Viscusi to show up. That that was. That's a whole. All right, thing just right stop there. talking about her. <laughs> okay. I'm getting so jealous right now. All right, <laughs> perfect. Uh, so Sandy, if you ever get a prank call, probably us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay, well, we'll just apologize in advance. Sorry. Yep, sorry, but it, it's probably going to happen. We'll, just, we'll, we'll wait at least a couple weeks. Yeah, exactly. All right, let's do, let's do some uh, talking about gear here. Tactic Talk. Discussing popular guns and gear. Oh. Love it? Hate it? Find out now. So over the weekend, um, actually, was it over the weekend? When did we go shooting, Lacey? What day is it? I don't know. So <laughs> within the last week, we, Lacey and I, we went shooting. It was like within five days ago. She <laughs> shot her first gun. Because, you know, the first part of uh, me training her was, you know, just get the basics, the safeties down before I even put a live gun in her hand. So this week she was finally able to shoot. And we used this uh, ammunition that this company called Expansion Ammunition sent us. Uh, basically, I mean, we'll, we'll talk about how Lacey did later on, but, uh, I, I would say, you know, it's, uh, it's pretty decent ammo. Either the ammo's really good or, um, just a really good shot. I mean, yeah, I, I was gonna, you know, it definitely has something to do with the, uh, with the shooter. Um... <laughs> So looking at the box here, it uh, it comes factory new brass with their own head stamp, low carbon content pistol powder, which burns clean, which is definitely a good thing. You definitely don't want to be uh, cleaning carbon off of everything. And some powders, especially for cheaper ammunition, they are just filthy. 
And then it says high quality, consistent projectiles. So it seems like they're pretty focused on, on quality. They also have a laser check to see. Uh, I was just going to say consistency. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. <clears throat> That's to ensure that the powder charges are consistent, right? Yeah. That is correct. Um, and then, uh, and it wasn't, it wasn't dirty at all, which is funny because like when I first started shooting, I didn't really think when people were like, oh, that's dirty ammo or that's clean ammo. I'm like, really? Does it really make a difference? I mean, regardless, I clean my gun every time I'm, every time I take it shooting, unlike some of us, but. Who are you referring to? I don't want to talk about it, uh, <laughs> but, uh, but it does, it really, you know, it really does make a difference, especially when you're cleaning it and you clean it as much as I do, you know, the cleaner, the better, um, calibers that they make. So this is a fairly new company. They are, um, they're located in Texas and they make 380, 9mm, 40, 45, 10mm, 223, 300 blackout, and 308. And for a box of 9mm, so the 115 grain is $12.99. And for the 124 grain, it is $13.49. So it's it's pretty... It's definitely affordable. Yeah, it's, it's definitely um, um, priced well. Yeah, especially uh, for some new man, new manufactured ammo. That's definitely a good price. Mm-hmm. So if you guys are interested, definitely check them out. You can find them at expansion-ammunition.com and uh, and we'll we'll post a video um, I don't know when I'm, I don't want to limit myself and say next <laughs> week but we will post a video shortly of Lacey's shooting but uh, next I want to talk about that did we mention that it was made in Texas so it is I did yep you yeah. should probably listen to what I'm saying Lacey because I highlighted that L- Lacey's Sorry. all just kidding don't care <laughs> I was too. I was over here falling asleep while you were talking to me. Oh, great. <laughs> great. Perfect. Perfect. All right. Hey, uh, speaking of lazy. Lacey Lane learns to gun. Training her from noob to operator. What is that all about? Well, I mean, she's pretty much on the right track. Is she? Oh, yeah. Tell me Tell me more. Okay, so if you guys go on to Lacey's Instagram, I also reposted it on, I believe I posted Gun on Funny. Gun Funny, uh, or it could be my other Instagram. Elite I think Farms. you reposted on both, actually. But basically, we showed a picture of Lacey and her target, and she shot five rounds. All five rounds were bullseyes. What can I say? Nice. I have the best trainer in the industry, Aww, I think. Buddy. <laughs> This is, I actually do offer a class where I guarantee that after I'm done training you, that you will be shooting bullseyes. And, um, and I honestly, I got to hand it to you, Lacey, like, you know, within, if I could work with somebody for an hour at the end, I could have them shooting bullseyes, but you honestly learned right away. And at one point I felt bad because, uh, we were going over more safeties and stuff and just doing some dry fire drills. And Lacey looked upset and I asked her, I was like, well, what's, you know, are you okay? And I thought maybe she had some other issues. She's like, yeah, I just don't want to let you down. I was too. And I was She's like, all, do Look. you want to shoot? And I was like, oh, I'm just so scared that I'm going to let you down. And I felt bad, but I was like, you're not going to let me down. I'm like, regardless, we can continue to do this until you are shooting well and you know, and it wasn't her first time shooting, but she hasn't shot in years. And prior to that, it was only a few times and she's more experienced with long guns. So, so yeah, I'm really proud. Uh, she shot five bullseyes and this was at four yards away. So not extremely far, but at the end of the day, not that close either. I mean, most people from 12 feet away cannot, you know, I go to the range all the time and they, they suck at shooting. I hate to say it. I'm pretty sure that Voda shot the ceiling from three feet away. So yeah. So you're doing pretty well, Lizzie. <laughs> Sandy, are you buying any of this? Thanks for that, Sean. Are you buying any of this? Cause I'm incredulous. I don't know. Sandy, are you believing this? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I what do you checking. think? We just, we took a target and we poked some, you know, holes in the paper with some pencils. I'm not saying that <laughs> I think that, but I do think that. Okay. Well, um, that's just because you're a little mad because she definitely has better accuracy than you do. <laughs> that's true. That's or maybe she's it's a woman. Um, see, there you go. That's because I'm always spraying and praying <laughs> for Michelle Viscusi. Oh my God. Here we go again. <laughs> 
so that, that is awesome, Lacey. I saw the picture and the first thing I said was like, damn, that's pretty impressive. Good job. I was pretty impressed with myself and then I kind of didn't want to leave, but I had to pick up my kid from school. Okay, reel it in a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> no, so uh, we put it on Instagram yesterday and of course some of these jerks, they're like, oh, it's really easy to shoot a bullseye when the paper's that close, which we obviously brought the target in to get a better shot. But it irritates me so bad. I kind of did get a little uh, To get a better picture. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. To get a better picture. Yeah. So I did get a little inappropriate on Instagram yesterday, sticking up for my buddy. But I don't know why people find it in themselves to troll all over Instagram and say like, oh, that must have been really close when, sorry, if you can't deal with the fact that some women can actually shoot bullseyes and you're still, you know, can barely hit the target, like... Freaking it's, deal with it. Like, why why talk shit and try to discourage a new shooter instead of encouraging people and, you know, and basically, uh, what am I trying to say, Sean? No, I, just... no I think that that's exactly it. They're, they're, you know, they one time watched a Magpul Dynamics video with Travis Haley and Chris Costa and suddenly they're, they're you know, keyboard operators and uh, <laughs> need to tell everyone about it online. Now, Sandy, you actually said that one of your biggest challenges is trolls. You want, you have any fun stories about trolls? Um, you know, I don't get very many and, you know, again, it used to really kind of like, like if somebody started basically talking smack about the products or, you know, like the handguards, probably the most common troll remark is, you know, why would I want that? Or, you know, they just make comments about it being pretty and how stupid it is. And, you know, I've gotten a backbone and now it's just like, yeah, go away. Yeah. <laughs> Ava sent me a text message right after that was posted. I think she wanted to make sure I was okay. And I just texted her back and I said, it's okay. It's fine. I understand it's the industry. And the thing about it is that a lot of men think that it is just made for men. Yeah, totally. Uh, you know, sometimes I'll just engage trolls like for an entire day, just go back and forth. <laughs> just like sometimes. Why am I not surprised? Yeah, just sometimes they're too stupid to, to, to let it go. I just can't deal with it. So. You know, I'll spend a couple minutes just telling them what I think. And, uh, you know, that always gets a lot of likes and stuff, which makes me laugh, of course. But, yeah, I, I hate trolls. And I just hate that everyone's an expert and everyone has advice. Like, no matter what you post, some idiot is going to have some advice. And none of it's usually ever very good. Hang is... on. Did you say you get likes? No. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what, the person talking shit to you gets likes? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I, I think I found some more trolls. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess uh, let's let's move into the next part of the show. What is it? Uh, it's the reviews. Oh, are there some of those? Yeah, we've been getting so many reviews. Well, within the last week, actually, that's when I started encouraging people. So we have 27 reviews, which is pretty good. Um, that's awesome. And uh, Sandy was nice enough to uh, she's donating a $50 gift certificate to a winner who wrote a review. Sandy, did you have, I don't want to put you on the spot, but did you have a chance to pick a winner? Uh, no. Okay, that's great. <laughs> that's great. I knew that this was going to backfire. <laughs> uh, never mind. We were just asking for a friend. <laughs> okay, so Sean, do you want to do that um, that quick, you know, little, put it in a, a little thing and then it randomly populates a winner? Absolutely. All right, so you do that while I am... What, what are the numbers? 1 to 27, you said? Yeah. Okay. Got it. And the winner is 2. Number 2. All right. So I got to go back and see who wrote a number. Oh, cool. You're not prepared at if all. If you That's can awesome. just... Okay. I didn't think you were going to do it like that. But yeah, if you could just find out who the second person was that wrote us a review. In the meantime, I'm going to write some... Or I'm going to read some of the reviews. So uh, one of them was, love the show, but give Sean the boot. <laughs> okay. Cool. By Walkin Wiki. Uh, okay, troll. <laughs> Go to hell. <laughs> uh, the other one was it's called "Still Laughing" by K M C L A V E Y Clavy. Clavy. Yeah. Uh, okay, the show keeps me laughing. In fact, I go back and listen several times. I get excited when the new one comes out. It's like I'm a kid waiting for Christmas. Keep up the good work. Can't wait for the next one. Get a room. Yeah, that's great. Some of us celebrate Hanukkah <laughs> around here. <laughs> <laughs> no, buddy, you still have a Christmas tree. Okay, but that's because it's pretty. That's because it's pretty. Okay, <laughs> she just wants two. She just wants two Christmases. Oh yeah, basically, I want a, a Christmas and a Hanukkah because I like presents. She wants all the presents. <laughs> all right, so Sean, did you figure out who the 
I don't even know how to look up the reviews. Oh, do you want me to do it? I'm kidding. I'm actually working on it right now. <laughs> Come on, we're all wondering who is the winner. Wait, but can we? We're go all back? sitting on the edge of our seat. Can right we go now? back to that first dude? Because, like, for real, I don't I know. Mean, walk and wiki. Give, walk and wiki. He wants to give you the boot. Yeah. Maybe it's actually meant something sexual. <laughs> you know, I think we're we're actually approaching this the wrong way. <laughs> or maybe maybe you're just the only part of the scenery he doesn't enjoy. Well, obviously. Uh, we did see. actually we did get one two star review, and uh, they were basically bashing Sean, and they called us. Uh, I think they called us, yeah, and they were like, "Oh, I remember my first beer." And I was like, yeah, me too. It was at 9 a.m. this morning. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, are we talking about a 24-hour period? (laughs) Yeah, he just means first beer of the day. Yeah. That's it. Uh, So let's see. Beer, bacon, and bullets. That's the second person? Yeah. All right. And I like that. Again, insulting. And what was was their review? I really don't want to talk about it. Oh, let's read it. Gun Funny (laughs) is the... Wait a second. Yeah, yeah. Gun Funny is the best new podcast. Ava and Lacey do an awesome job of making, mixing serious gun info and products with lighthearted humor for the 2A community. Gun Funny is my new favorite podcast. And it says, hashtag less Sean, more Lacey. <laughs> oh, my favorite hashtag on Instagram right now. Uh, I think I know who that was. Uh-huh. I know that hashtag's all over Instagram. That's great. So, guys, we are gonna give, uh, we're going to give away... Uh, prizes every week until until we feel like we have enough reviews but being a uh, a new podcast it's really important to have reviews on iTunes just because it kind of puts us in the map of things um we don't really care what you write just don't you know be nice to Sean and uh just oh, keep it at on. a five star rating Lacey I'll mute your shit like I'm about to look up that guy who wrote us a two star review I'm about to Get my friend call up, you know, FBI and figure out where he lives. And okay, never mind. I'm just gonna move on. I'm getting mad already. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm angry as shit right now. <laughs> they made me cuss. Ava, you're taking all the fun out of the reviews. All right. So, like Ava said, definitely leave us a review. They absolutely help with iTunes and things like that. And be nice to Sean. Okay. What's the next next part of the show? But He's also, sensitive. guys, every time you write a review, you are going to be pulled into the chance of winning. Okay, yeah, great. Thanks. I, I <laughs> I'm so confused. I don't what's what's happening? Am I break dancing or <laughs> slow dancing? Yes. <laughs> this is my new move. <laughs> no, Ace of Base already came up with that. You gotta put your you gotta put your finger on the belly button, go out. <laughs> put it back in the belly button, go out. <laughs> hashtag, hashtag white people. <laughs> All right, shall we wrap up? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and I would like to start. Like, Sandy, where can people find out more about you and your amazing products? Um, offhandgear.com. And, and you're also on all the social media. And you are smart because you are consistent about where they can find you. Because regardless if it's on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, it is offhand gear, no spaces. And uh, yeah, so they can they can just type that in any social media and find you. Yep. That's the beauty of having no social media when you start a company. <laughs> exactly. Because, you know, it's not like we underscore like underscore shooting or, you know, dumb stuff like that, like I did. Or my favorite was there's another one on Instagram that says we like shooting, but it's like underscore 15 times at the end. <laughs> That's probably me too. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, I don't remember my first beer. <laughs> All right. No, that's awesome, Sandy. Thanks so much for joining us. It's always a pleasure to catch up and see how you're doing. Definitely. And thank you. you. Thank Thank you you. so much for uh, donating that gift certificate. We'll, after the show, we'll tell you who to get in touch with. Or actually, no, you sent that my way. So I will send that to Beer, Bacon, and Bullets, was it? I don't care. Okay. (laughs) So, guys. Great work, Ava. It's awesome. Yeah, Sean, you're doing great. You get to hang out with us now. Okay. You're moving on up. Awesome. <laughs> and guys, if you want to find us, we are on gunfunny.com. We're also on Facebook, Instagram, uh, at gunfunny show. And uh, I think we're on Twitter as well. I don't really, probably gunfunny show. I don't know. And you you can, should just hand the Twitter over to me. You, you can do it. Yeah. I don't even know how to Twitter. And you can find I know how to on. tweet. <laughs> You know how to, never mind. Uh, you can find a couple of the, the, the cast members on uh, Backpage. Um, is Sean? <laughs> Sean? Oh, no, that's Lacey Lane. She, she has that name. Call me. <laughs> All right, that'll do it. Uh, hey. <laughs>
You want to wrap this up? I already wrapped it up. Are oh, you freaking kidding me? You're just now? continuing the yeah, wrap up. Just press the button, play the wrap up song. You know, and the worst part out. is I wasn't listening. Don't care. <laughs> Want to send feedback? Suggest a place to prank call? Tell us about a company or anything else. Go to gunfunny.com forward slash contact. So this is the time on the show when we talk about Hunt Tech Gear. Uh, Ava, they are Gun Funny's first advertiser, which is really, really exciting. And I think what we really want people to do is just go and check out their products. Mm-hmm. Like their V1 series, the handguards, the uppers, the lowers. Very, very cool stuff. Um, also that angled foregrip. Yeah. And everything is skeletonized, which makes it extremely lightweight. Um, in addition to that, they also, hunting season is coming up. And uh, we just received the Orion chest rig. Yeah. Doesn't and it start next week? I don't know. We're not. I'm not much of a hunter. I think it starts next week. But I know that it's coming. It's next week, right? A- Ava hunts sandwiches. Yeah, <laughs> I hunt. I hunt in the. Uh, I go to the grocery store. No, and, you don't. And then I go to the freezer aisle. Sometimes, if I'm in a good mood and I and I got you know a bonus at work, I go to the. Uh, the deli. <laughs> well, you know, if Ava had to hunt, she wouldn't know where to find a taco. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, where where wild tacos live? <laughs> but check out Hunt Tag Gear. Uh, not only do they have uh, awesome products, but they also have very aesthetically pleasing products. So, But I was just about to talk worlds. about the chest rig, remember, before I went into what I hunt? Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I was all... <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, I put... I actually I put it on, and again, I don't hunt... But that freaking chest rig is really comfortable. There's pockets everywhere. At one point, I put tickles in one of the pockets. She really liked it. She was so comfortable in there. She did not look like and she was having a good time Oh, yeah. At all. She had a blast. She did have a blast. Yeah. yeah. She had a little blasty blast. Okay. And then... Uh, Inside the pocket. And then on top of that, so it, it fit me, and I'm, I'm petite, and then we That's put it on Sean, and it, it fits him, so, you know, it's it's made for big and small. <laughs> And uh, uh, you called me small. That's so cute. <laughs> and uh, but you know, one fact about the Orion chest rig is that it has the exact amount of blaze orange required by law for hunters. So you don't have to wear any other blaze orange. You don't have to look like a clown in a big pumpkin jacket. You just put on the Orion chest rig over your camo and disappear into the woods. Yeah, disappear like you know. Now I want to go hunting why? like Bigfoot. That was a good advertisement. I know, right? But Thank check this you. out. If you want to get the Orion chest rig or some of the V1 stuff from Huntac Gear, go to Huntac, H-U-N-T-A-C, gear.com and use oh, code. no, and check this out. <laughs> <laughs> you can you can use the coupon code GUNFUNNY10, no spaces, GUNFUNNY10, to receive 10% off any of the merchandise. In addition to that, Huntac Gear sells their v1 series their hunting gear i mean all kinds of you know all of the pouches um but they also sell a bunch of ar parts so recently somebody just asked me they messaged me on instagram and they said um they wanted to know if, if i could uh if they could order parts for me and i just sent them to hunt at gear because i'm like honestly he has access to more stuff than i have like he got me that that bolt carrier group that skeletonized and the price on it was amazing and uh yeah he has access to stuff that i don't have and on top of that you get 10 percent off so no brainer and you're supporting a small business and also i am starting a gofundme for myself to hire an assassin to take out jake from hunt that gear okay. oh i thought you were gonna say you were hiring you were gonna do gofundme for all the snacks no no because you're getting broke you keep <laughs> you keep buying all the snacks and you're getting kind of chubby okay and... there how much candy do you eat today ava uh i didn't have any candy not yet. <laughs> but I, I think that's why I'm hangry. I think that's I think it's because you're probably all out of candy. Anyway, Hunt at Gear, H-U-N-T-A-C, gear.com. Go check them out. Gun Funny 10 will get you 10% off. 